Hey everyone, Eric Watson here, and this is the recorded audio of a live-streamed actual play session of Dungeons & Dragons using Roll20 and Discord. Our sessions are streamed live every week on my Rogue Watson YouTube channel. This actual play series was not originally intended for an audio-only format, but has been converted to a podcast for your convenience. This channel, and by extension this podcast, are supported by Patreon. If you'd like to support my work, you can do so at patreon.com slash roguewatson. Now, enjoy the show. Now. Right now. 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 The music starts. Right now. Now. Yes. Thank you for your patience. Eric Watson here, freelance writer, player of games, writer of words, recorder of videos, and tabletop role-playing aficionado. Welcome to our sometimes late, but always still doing it weekly live stream Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition online role-playing adventures. I'm joined by my equally patient, wonderful friends, Chris playing Valravan, the Eladrin Bard of Eloquence. On time all the time, 60% of the time. <laughs> Heather playing Frey, the halfling barbarian of the beast. Hello, with... Kid aggro all around. Round. Rochelle playing Celeste, the half-orc sun-soul monk. She's, she's there. Raymond playing Edmund, the human alchemist artificer. Here. She's on call, by the way. She's not being mean. <laughs> I feel like I need to... <laughs> <laughs> These nerds! <laughs> it's a power move. It's a power <laughs> Do you have it in blue? And Reese playing Thimbleweed, the gnome swarmkeeper ranger. How about them cowboys? Oh my god. You know what? I w <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about it. We stream our sessions live on YouTube every Friday evening. Watch all of our D&D sessions here on YouTube. Read weekly session recaps at roguewatson.com. Watch my behind-the-scenes, no players allowed, live series crafting Icewind Dale every Monday and Thursday. Head on over to our live post-session discussion Frostside chat after our show tonight. You can also listen to all of these live in D&D shows with the Rogue Watson podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Rogue Watson and join our official Discord server invite link in the description below. If you'd like to support the channel, please check out patreon.com slash roguewatson. Patrons get exclusive access to private videos, custom 5e content, and participate in monthly DM roundtables. Join and unlock future stretch goals that include original adventures and private patron D&D games with me. For our campaign, we use Roll20.net for video chat. We use Discord, and for streaming, I use Open Broadcaster software with Streamlabs. Music is by Kevin McLeod, and our amazing original character art was done by Jimmy McClure. That was page one of my intro. Page two, previously on Icewind Dale. Stay tuned. Right. <laughs> and that's all the time we have for. <laughs> previously on Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Following the Battle of the Forge, our heroes split into three different groups. Edmund grabbed some Dwerger allies and raced after the retreating Zardarok. Celeste and Frey explored the nearby prison cells to search for potential allies, while Valravan and Thimbleweed hurried to the top floor to close the ice gate and slow down the escaping Shardalan dragon. Before Edmund got far, one of the Dwerger suggested they take the back way into the throne room, avoiding the guarded corridor and meeting up with Grandolfa on the command level. Edmund quickly agreed, and they retraced... He retraced the path the party took through Sunblight. Grandolfo was pleased to see the revolution underway, even while Zardarok loyalists came pouring out of the nearby barracks. 
forces clashed, including a Dwarger polymorphed by Grandalfa, while Edmund was able to slip through with a few allies and reach the elevator, and then the back door into the throne room. Celeste and Frey fought a pair of Dwarger hammerers guarding the prison, including an enlarged Celeste yeeting a Dwarger into the lava trench of the forge. There were two prisoners, grateful for rescue, Kapanuk, a proud young Goliath warrior, and Valin, a middle-aged wizard and member of the Arcane Brotherhood. Frey offered the Goliath a javelin, and he was eager to fight with them, while Valin mentioned her spellbook and magical items had been confiscated upon her capture. The group charged toward the front door of the throne room, with the Goliath clashing with Dwarger guards while Frey and Celeste ran through a hallway of arrows. Thibbleed Valravan and a slightly mind-controlled Dwerger named Thuntara reached the top level as alarms began blaring. They fought off the sole Dwerger while Thuntara pulled a lever, closing the eastern door. They hurried to the western side as they heard the dragon claw its way up the chimney, but were met with much heavier resistance. A handful of Dwerger from the workshop, plus some hammerers. Thuntara couldn't reach the lever until Thimbleweed cast Fog Cloud, leapt onto a gear, and stabbed the opposing Dwerger. Valravan drew the others toward him, pulling out spells and items until he was forced to flee back down the hallway. Antara pulled the lever, and the second door closed, but the gate, but the spell wore off, leaving both heroes in a dire situation. And that is finally what brings us to our tale tonight. Which is still a split party. Yeah. You sucko. I'm sorry, Reese. There's not two dwarves in the room with you. There's three dwarves in the room with you. Who can count? Um, I think one of them. Oh, is one of them stuck at a gear or something? I, I forget. Technically, that's all in the fog clouds. So you're really not sure. Yeah, we're not sure what's going on. Okay. I probably should have used the dynamic lighting to try to black that out a little bit. <laughs> um, we ended with you guys, so we're going to start with the throne room. Thanks to a little narrative magic, we're going to have Frey and Celeste opening the door at the same time that Edmund and the Dwerger and his Dwerger allies are opening the door. So not Thorman, but Norman. Sure. I'll let you name them all. <laughs> uh, so most of you should be able to see in a moment when I open these doors and I will paint the picture for you of what you see inside. Ceiling of this hall arches to a height of 30 feet. Stone steps lead up to a semicircular dais against the south wall. Atop the dais is a misshapen throne crudely carved out of black crystal. Small crackling flames burn in braziers that occupy the room's corners. Slumped near the east wall is a tall, bipedal fungus creature. Luminous spores float in the air around it. A large, bestial humanoid has torn off one of the creature's arms and is holding it threateningly while four others covered with fungal growths Try to capture the spores in jars. I have a picture of this. So that scene looks like this. I don't I don't think tearing off its arm is a convincing way to yield more spores. It <laughs> seems more like coercion versus convincing. <laughs> As you enter the room, you recognize Nildar Sunblight, now minus a few fingers, standing near the empty throne. Uh, looks like he's been overseeing this um, negotiations. Uh, and next to him is Zardarok Sunblight, visibly wounded, but now enlarged and still very imposing. 
and is in the middle of a heated conversation with his son. And Nildar says, You see what your precious Shardalin has gotten you, father? Nearly killed by outsiders. My spore servants will destroy them. Zardarok roars back, Your brother, Sully's the sunblight name, by consorting with outsiders. This ends now. Let me show you what the Black Ice can do. The enlarged Dwerger warlord reaches his gauntleted, it's made out of that black shardolin toward the throne, and purple energy crackles between them. Chunks of shardolin begins breaking off of the throne and flying into the gauntlet like a magnet. Zardarok's eyes begin glowing as purple lines crack and glow along his armor and even on his flesh. Within a moment, the throne is little more than rubble. And Zardarok turns to all of you as, these, as your doors open with renewed life in his eyes. This power is mine to wield, and you will submit. No. And I'm going to have... Before yes. we open our doors, I have two jars of um, pacifying spores and two... No, three jars. Well, two jars of caustic spores. I wanted to disperse them, one each, to my uh, my friends. Uh, which one? We'll say four and five have uh, pacifying spores, and six and seven have caustic spores. Jesus, you're going to keep up with this? <laughs> You're well, basically I, running these Dwerger, by the way, so... Yeah, that's uh, right. I'm just letting you know I, I gave them these little jars of spores before the door opened. Okay. Uh, they continue. They, okay, that's fine. They take that. Caustic spores. Um, I did add that stuff as magic items in your journal, by the way. So hopefully you can actually... Oh, I can read can it. See, yeah. Under uh, magic items. Oh, interesting. Uh, but let's have uh, Frey and Celeste. You guys can roll initiative. Uh, Edmund, you can roll initiative. A whole bunch of shit in this room is rolling initiative. Brett, 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 Brett. <laughs> man if Frey sees that it's Nildar in there she's like digging through her pouch looking for his fingers oh man like, oh. he kept the fingers <laughs> assuming you haven't eaten them yet that's true I haven't itemized which ones have been consumed um we need some battle music Boy, there are some truly low initiative numbers on here. <laughs> truly, truly low. How many are less than five? Like a lot. Half, yeah. Yeah. Um, Frey, you actually get to react first to all of these events. Yes, I do. 
Well, one time I hit the initiative button going, initiative, don't let me down. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh. Do I blow my last rage in this room and hope we don't have to fight a dragon? <laughs> what? So, I don't know, with my initiative, I, I'm selecting my token, or at least I think I am, but it wasn't like... Not going up. through, but I rolled a 16. Uh, I don't know why. Okay, let's see if it'll let me do it. Is it because I'm on top of her? Let me move. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wonder if I was like, maybe I was ac not right. actually selecting my. Yeah, so. I got it. I'll update it. 1.16. And you both just busted down the door and are going to be the pretty much the yeah, first two to react to this. Well, alright. Well, I'm going to have to throw my rage because otherwise I'm not going to survive this room. I'm just going to put that out there. Too you are low. running into a pretty busy room here. Yeah, too low on the hit point scale. Um, Alright, yeah. I'll pop my last rage. Okay. What's the form of the beast? Get all up and happy. Um, let's here let's go bite we're gonna we're gonna grow some sharp sharp canines ever seen that before mm -hmm. yeah my mouth transforms into a bestial muzzle or great mandibles my choice I deal 1d8 piercing damage on a hit and then once on each of my turns, when I damage a creature with this bite, I regain a number of hit points equal to my proficiency bonus, provided I have less than half my current hit points, which I do. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> uh, a good stay alive one. <laughs> yeah, you know, it might help. But for now, um, oh God, who would Prey run after? She'd probably run after the king dude because she did some damage to him earlier. Hmm. <sighs> I just is calling for me to get surrounded by all of these things. Oh, I've got a better picture of him. Yeah, is his is his gauntlet just giant now? He's like Doomfist, just yeah. Huge. Uh, I've got a What's that picture. There we go. This is a good picture. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, well, I mean, Prey fears no man, so or giant gauntlet. Or, or, yeah, or giant gauntlet dwarf. All right, she's going for it. Go for it. And obviously, we're recklessly attacking because why not? Obviously, <laughs> got to have that advantage. See? This is why we have to have the advantage. Folks. 20, yeah, 20, yeah. 20. That's it. Is hard to uh, not take the. I think I'll take advantage with this. <laughs> kind of that does it. For 14. You are. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are still in Biggend. True. Oh, I am. That's an extra d4, right? Mm hmm. Ah, another three. Total of 17. 
The last token reminded me that you were still in Vegas. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. What? Jesus. Wow. Oh, my God. That's that's a crit. 21, crit. 22, 23, plus... Ray. 24, 25. Uh, you roll that d4 twice, I believe. Oh, okay. 25. Oh, yeah, everything doubles, yeah. Yep. 26. 26 damage. My god. Um, first, well... He'll definitely do the rebuke thing on you, but I'll, I'll do the massive damage thing as well. Uh, he'll use his reaction upon getting hit the first time. Ah, oh, I rolled terribly. Um, you have to make a wisdom saving throw as he assails you with psychic energy. <sighs> he has to make a con save against massive damage. Ah, so mm. close. Take 10 psychic damage. Oh. And he is a beefy warlord who was able to stay on his feet despite the Jeez. insane blow you just dealt him. But even with his renewed power and strength, you feel like you did significant damage to him. And he reels backwards and looks wildly over to his compatriots. Is that it for you? Mm hmm. Okay. I like to attack twice. All right. Um, as a. Legendary action. He will. He still has some of those. He, he hasn't used them all yet. Those. He gets them every round. Um. He is just going to. Brought an empowered blast. At. Uh. You. I mean, yeah. Well, I guess does he have disadvantage though if it's in melee? Cause it's a ranged attack. Yes. Probably gonna shoot it at Celeste then. Fire this one at Celeste. Ooh, eighteen. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Seventeen force damage. Yeah. <laughs> Plus is barely standing. You have something bigger in the strength here. is bigger. What, what are we talking <coughs> about with monks? Monks have a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can use your reaction to deflect or catch uh, ranged weapon attacks. Oh, right. Hold oh. on, I forgot about that. Uh. Where is that? What do I have to do? Oh, yes, the DM's that? not going to let you catch a light blast, but deflect, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, this is not an arrow you can catch, but if it says deflect, I guess you could do that. I can deflect or catch um, a missile when I am hit by a ranged weapon. When you do so, damage you take from the weapon, weapon is reduced by 1d10 plus dex modifier plus my monk level. So can I do that? Uh, hmm. 
I'll allow it. It's not a missile. It specifically says missile, but I have flavored it as force damage, so it's fine. Uh, I will say there's no way for you to actually do the thing it says where you can catch it and throw it back. That's <laughs> definitely not going to happen. Uh, okay. So you can well, use your... Just, she can Shang-Chi it. Okay, just so like, wave four. the arrow yeah, yeah. it back. <laughs> a four plus dex is three. Is seven plus my monk level is five. Is twelve? Wow. Sounds right. Does that sound right? <laughs> That's what it says. All right, that's a lot better. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> so it's only, I now I'm forgetting all the math, 17, so it's only five damage. <coughs> and I'm knocked back 15 feet. Wait. Uh, you have to make a strength. To, I have to make a strength yep. saving throw, okay. I forgot you recklessly Do I get you. advantage on that for being really big and being hard to push back? Oh, that's a good point. Enlarge gets advantage on strength stuff. I've still got a uh, tab I up forgot. enlarge on it. Strength saving throws, yeah. All right, so I rolled 12 and a 10. So you are knocked okay. backwards into the hallway a little bit. Into the arrow-stricken hallway. Into the Goliath who's like knocked around like, uh oh. Still stabbing Dwergers through the... <laughs> Little arrow slits here. All right, that was a legendary action for him, so now it's Celeste's turn. All right. So now I'll run back in here. Eh, doesn't really matter how much movement it is, right? Um, <laughs> and yeah, you probably do I'll have enough, attack. Yeah. <coughs> Thanks. Okay. I will try again. Yeah, 13 is not. Oh, you ladies are killing me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. So it's 15 plus a D4. Yeah, plus 2D4. Yeah. Oh, 2D4. Darn it. Okay, hold on. 1D4. Oh, my goodness with the crits. That's 15, 16, 17. That's 20. How many crits is this poor dude eating, by the way, since... You fought him like oh, two sessions ago. It's poor awful. Guy. Feel so bad Nobody thinks about the boss. Nobody please think of the boss. That's my unarmed strike. Well, that did a right. number on him, and he's just like hacking and stumbling backwards. No, this will not end here. As he rolls for massive damage once again. Yes, guys, <laughs> damage. He does a roll for massive damage again. This guy might die before Edmund yeah. even gets to him. That's it for me. Oh. <laughs> I don't think he made that one. Well, he's going to have to use his legendary resistance on that one. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Fucking hell. I suppose there's worse things we could have him use legendary resistance on. Yeah. Bitch. Um, Alright, so we're still focused on this combat arena. So we've got this large... Uh, Quaggoth, who looks like the ones that you fought previously, except is about twice the size. Literally just looks like he's enlarged and angry. And on his uh, first turn, he actually just cackles. His, <laughs> and you see his form begin to, his eyes glow and his form shimmers. And you see multiple versions of him in the same space. 
and might be realizing that he's some kind of spell-casting version of this creature. That's all he does on his uh, turn. Mirror image. It's a good spell. That is a good spell. Um, and then we've got these plant. So these are um, the little minion creatures, which were had the jars that were collecting all these spores. Now turn, and they have you notice they have these fungal growths all over their bodies, and they're just pretty mindless. And begin shuffling towards the new threat. This one, yeah. And 15, 20, comes up to Frey. And with advantage, recklessly attack, attempts to claw you. That'll do it. Go, my heroic spore servant. Whatever. Go, my heroic spore servant. <laughs> Woof. Whatever. Nine and seven. Alright, skip that one, skip that one. Another spore servant this time. It will shuffle its way, very zombie-like movements, up to Celeste and attack with its claws. 17 hit Celeste. Yes. Excellent. Suddenly the dice are coming oh. in my favor. Second attack, 20. Oh Boy. They couldn't do anything Couldn't last do anything session. last time. You know what? Those were regular Quaggas. These are the zombie spore servants. <laughs> For some reason, they're way more effective. Uh, and then we finally reach Edmund. And Edmund, I'm going to let you play this out like a warlord, where I'm going to have you control the Dwerger on your turn and basically command them what you want them to do. You can see that your father is almost dead. Hurting pretty bad. So... Are all four of them going at once? Um, I I, I was just going to let them all uh, have their initiative with yours, basically, just to make it easier. Oh, okay. So is it my turn right now? Yes, so you can command them in whatever order you wish. Okay. Um, well, so number four and five, um, I want you two to run in with your pacifying spores and throw them at my father. And uh, six and seven, you don't have names quite yet. You have to earn a name. <laughs> but, uh, you know, don't hit the outsiders, but try to throw your caustic spores towards my brother. So the pacifying spores, um, you pretty much have to go and, like, open the jar. Melee, yeah, pretty much melee range. Uh, but they should be able to reach Zardarok from where they are. But... Yes, they can. Yeah. So I want both of them to just run up to Zardarok pretty much with their pacifying spores. Okay. Um, and just dump it on him. They're like, uh, like just kamikaze. Just running over the jar. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. And then six and seven at the same time will run behind him and like lob from behind. All right. The, all right. Caustic uh, spores towards uh, whatever his name is. Zildarak or whatever his name is. Using the munitions. <laughs> you like no, fumble I, his name. <laughs> no, what's his face? Get the warlord. Get my get my brother. Um, that's my my turn, so I can't go right. Just the just Dorger guys. Uh, no, this is all part of your turn. Yeah, you can choose where it, it's your initiative, and so it's just during your turn you can run all these oh, Dorger. So you skipped everybody else. I'm just looking at the turn order. I'm skipping people that aren't in this room. Oh, got you. Okay. 
and then uh, I will. I got their own thing going. I got their own thing over there. Yeah, don't worry, we'll get to them. So I'm gonna stroll. uh, I'm gonna stroll up too, and I can't tell which one the brother is. Which one is he? Um, the smaller one that's in the corner down here. Yeah, Mm, the one missing some fingers. Okay. His, I can't uh, see what his portrait looks like. It looks like just a white blob to me. On my turn, or I mean, on Ed, for Edmund's action, he's gonna throw. Um, wow, it's, it kind of looks like a white blob. It's all hair. It's okay. Yeah, it's just Ludwiger. Take out a couple of those fingers. But he, <laughs> going in order of what I've listed, Edmund will be last, and he's going to throw a ball of binding at brother. Okay, um, so let's go in order of all these brother, 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 events. Brother. <laughs> so Zardarak has to make saves against the... Yep, so they're both spilling it on him. He has to make a, a DC 11 con saving throw. Okay, so he basically has to make one. two of those. And is not considered... I think we determined that was not actually poison. The advantage on that, because I think Chris tried to do that last time. Alright, so con save against that. We'll roll two of those. Succeeds against both of them. Um, okay, sorry. I thought... Uh, sorry, so that's the quagga. And then what is this thing back here? So that, that appears to be a large mushroom person who's had its arm ripped off and appears to be being, like, tortured or coerced or something. Uh, well, I'm going to have... It's a friendly... Up. I don't have them throw the caustic spores. Um, let's have my brother have a taste of his own medicine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, throw it like right here between the king and the. Because it's a 10 foot radius. Okay. I'm trying to hit everybody but the outsider. Okay. The outsider being Frey? Yes. Okay. Um. So that is. It's a DC 11 deck saving throw or take 1d6 acid damage at the start of each turn. Alright, and they're both throwing one of those each, basically? Yep. Yep. Alright, so Zardarok will make two deck saves, try to avoid that. Oh, he missed. Oh, he failed. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't think it stacks, so he just basically failed against it. Um, Nildar make decks. Well, that one... I believe is that one listed as poison? Um, it says it's a caustic spore. Uh, one DC acid damage. Oh, you're right. Yeah, acid damage. Okay, same thing there. Acid yeah. is not poison. I should have added some uh, fine print on there. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, RPG video games make a very clear distinction between acid and poison. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Nildar. Oh yes. Uh, so Nildar fails as well, and then the enlarged Quagoth. Not bothering changing these, but this is him. My dices. Alright, that one finally makes a save, but the two Dwerger are acid. How about number three? Does he get hit too? Uh oh, sorry, the plant. Um Yes, I guess so. The Yeah, because it's really not poison, okay. They should be immune to the spores they can create, but <laughs> I'll allow it for now. 
All right, that one is also becomes acided. All right, so 1d6 damage, and then it says that they can uh, save at each end of its turn. Okay. All right, and then Six I'm going to chunk stones. my uh, my Charlotte Band of Binding, which I only have four left, I believe, because some hunks keep burning it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's very uh, funny. Let's try to throw it at Nildar. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my wow. God. You guys are Dude. coming in a hot. If it doesn't do any damage. That's yeah, that's true, but still, it just guarantees you just it was really cool when you like fucking flung that out with some extra mustard on it. Mm-hmm. Immediately we circles just say around. I threw it so hard it like knocks them over as well. It, yeah, yeah, do you have to do massive damage on that, even though it doesn't do damage? <laughs> um it certainly captures them very effectively. It's a master ball. Yeah. <laughs> He's choking from the spores and trapped in the ball. Arrgh. Um, Zardarak yells. power of the Shardalan yeah. properly. Oh! <laughs> Ugh! Turned! Stop him! You're, they work with outsiders! You will follow your true warlord and leader! Zardarok screams this at the Dwerger allies who are chucking or opening jars of spores. Look how the weak coward can speak so um, with with such words when he's almost dying. He's choking on acid, nowhere to go, surrounded. Who would follow you any further? It is time to see this regime end and a new one begin. Roll a rebellion. Roll a uh, persuasion check with advantage, and it's going to be contested against Zardarox, who has disadvantage because you uh, definitely have the upper hand with coming in and just kicking his ass. Shit. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, I don't have any advantage. Damn it. With advantage. Oh my goodness. I don't have damn it. You rolled a one. <laughs> Am I to the stage where I can give someone my lucky yet? No, we're not. Right. <laughs> um, you see, despite Zardarok's terrible ass-kicking, he's still a very imposing, powerful figure. You can feel why he um, basically was able to, you know, lead this group, this clan over to his side, and you see the two ones that are nearest Zardarok suddenly um, look unsure and look like they may no longer be looking, um, uh, taking direct orders from you. As they look to Zardarok and think, like, maybe they've just made a huge mistake. Um, another thing that happens is uh, Frey and Celeste, you see a bunch of um these glowing yellow spores like firelights come shaking off this large fungal creature in the corner and it just kind of covers um you and her specifically just kind of float towards you as you breathe them in you fun you suddenly feel like you're connected to this creature and you hear a voice in your mind and it says you i we are in pain 
we cannot hear the others. Help us. Okay. <laughs> Give a thumbs up. Like, hang on. Let me kill this guy, then I'll come help you. Just go hide in the corner. Yeah, she, uh, the fungus creature looks like it is not wanting to join this fight as another spore servant comes stumbling towards you and it moves to attack with advantage. Sixteen. That'll do it. Why? Just barely, but it does. Oh, that's like a paper cut. Four. You can do better than that. I I will try. I'm doing lots of paper cuts. Oh my goodness. All right. All right. I, how are you doing? I feel like you guys are getting hit a lot. It doesn't look too good on not, my end. Not going well. That that paper cut would have killed me. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm doing. Yeah. This one has to dash to basically get up to here, and that's as far, and that's all it can do. Uh, Nildar is has to take damage from the acid, so Edmund, you can roll for that. And he's also stuck in a Shardolin ball, or he's, I guess he's restrained. He's restrained. Okay. Uh, what is the restrained condition? Or you? you can either make a DC 20 strength to actually break the bonds. Disadvantage. Um, to me. Alright, so he takes 5 damage. She gurgles from the acid. Um, sure, he will try to escape. This is a strength check. DC 20. Good luck, sucker. Good luck. Nildar. He's missing some fingers. He is. Alright, you see. Bracing against it, but not quite able to burst out of it. Alright, and with this combat underway, let us return to our other scenario. With these hilariously fucked assholes. <laughs> is, that, is that our new team name? <laughs> You've been downgraded from the, the handsome lads. That's to the hilariously fucked assholes? That's... The HFAs. The handsomely <laughs> fucked assholes. <laughs> I can tell y'all the, the theme of his crafting annihilation or his crafting Icewind Dale this week on Thursday was repeatedly saying the words TPK. <laughs> yeah, that's repeatedly. That's, yeah, yeah, all right. So yeah, you all the you know that the gates have been shut, the levers have been pulled, the dragon is just now angrily just banging at these very thick uh steel last panel gates in the roof however uh you know that you want to keep those gates shut 
and presumably survive this encounter. So, we actually start with this Dwerger up here, number four, who's still stuck in a fog cloud, unsure of what's going on, so he's going to slowly come out. Five, ten, fifteen, and basically twenty, and look around the hall and kind of assess the situation, and now can see essentially Thimbleweed on the other side of the gear and uh, Val Robin down here, which I guess I could hurl a javelin. Always fun. So what gate is shut? So you can't really see the gate, but you, you know that this giant gear and this cog, uh, if you can see a little bit of where this gear enters into the wall, mm -hmm. that is what connects to a large gate. And there's two halves of this gate, one on each side. You all pull the levers on each side to close this gate. And the lever is like right here where this Dwerger was, who who was uh, at the suggestion spell cast by Valrobin. And was helping you guys. But now has that spell has since worn off because she has completed her task. And there's presumably another one stuck in the gears? So you think the fog cloud's still up at the moment, but you think that the there was a hammer right next to you that was attacking you on top of the when you two were on the gear. And then whenever yeah. she pulled the lever, you you think you heard a grinding sound and you think that hammer might have kind of got caught in that gear system somehow. So the, the has I kept the door from closing? No, the door is closed. Okay. You're hoping it might prevent the door from opening, because <laughs> all they, because presumably all they have to do is pull the lever again to open, you know, to start the process back up again. All right. But you're not quite sure. Um, the Dwerger is, you know what? Let's do the fate thing and decide who he's going to target. Assuming you guys, are you guys both within thirty feet? Oh. Chris. No. <laughs> Actually, you're both outside of 30 feet. All right, so it'll be oh, wait. it'll oh, be disadvantage. <laughs> I'm gonna put Thimbleweed right here, just temporarily, oh, no. just temporarily, <laughs> so I can do the token fate thing. I'd have y'all next to each other. Oh, there's two Thimbleweeds. Fate has chosen Val Robin. All right. Well, it's the, an asshole. The good news is <laughs> it's disadvantage. Yeah. Because you're slightly outside the range. The bad news is he's enlarged. Mm -hmm. So it is going to be an enlarged javelin coming at you. A very large javelin. Well, that very large javelin goes sailing overhead. Sailing overhead. All right. Um, you're not sure what's happening. You hear... Actually, you know what? I'm going to roll a, let's roll a strength check for this hammer and see. I did need another character sheet open. Let's see if this hammer can extricate itself. From the situation, as it rolls a athletics check, cannot. So you think this hammer might be currently stuck in this gear system um, within the fog cloud? And we go. You guys fucked it up on initiative, did you? <laughs> Another twerger. Uh chasing Valravin. Five, yes. ten, fifteen, twenty. 25. You do know that the Dwerger are not as fast. And this one will throw a normal-sized javelin at you. So the uh, Valrovin thinks is the dagger is plunged to his chest. Why well, can I not that fast. hit this green asshole? <laughs> I, how many attacks between last session and this session? <laughs> He's just <laughs> fucking matrixing all this crap. 
I he's can't. doing the he's doing the youth car lot. He's, he's doing the <laughs> inflatable tomb waving man. I should have killed you eight times by now. Ah, all right, it's your turn. <laughs> Amazing survival, and he's got plot armor for oh, days. Oh, that's right. Okay. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna. I, I could do the thing that, that's probably safer, or to do the thing that is more of a chance. But I'm gonna take the chance. Um, Valravin. Take the chance. Will. He's Valravin will. In... I can't hit him. I uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's the hit point yeah. ratio thing. <laughs> the more confidence. Uh, you currently have more hit points begin... than anybody in the rest of the team, by the way. I'm, I think <laughs> that is not a good sign. <laughs> That's not that a good sign. Here's how many I have. Begin uh, writing in his book, but he'll be, but he'll be speaking in dwarvish as he writes, um, and he'll be saying, um, "The creature." I don't know what my accent changed. The creature. Encased in the metal armor, though it sought to destroy the green elf, suddenly became overcome with a thought that he must return to the room whence he came. He must, in fact, flee. And he is going to use the last of anything that he has got at all <laughs> to... Uh, no, it's Faye touched. Uh, not Faye... Not Faye history. Uh, his Fey Touched Command. Which is just command. Mm. But he is going to uh, ask the hammerer to flee. Ask politely. Ask politely. A wisdom saving throw? That's right. Um, strangely, it does not get the Dwerger resilience. Oh. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I think that its mechanized suit has left it not great. Wisdom saves. Ooh, what's your close, DC? But 16. All right. It does fail. Okay. Uh, to follow for one round. Okay. So his next turn he has to do that, basically. That was actually not the right move then, actually. As I real, I thought he had to move right now. Shit. Okay. Uh, does it say it is as a reaction? No, it, do, it does. It says it spends its turn moving away from oh. it as fast as it's possible. Yeah. I fucked that up. All right. Well, that's fine. Um, no, I'm just wanted to take off running. I still want to leave. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, all right. Well, I'm just gonna take the actual attack of opportunity then. Um. I'll give him. I'll give him disadvantage on the attack for opportunity because as, as he's turning to yeah, flee. Yeah, you kind of bewitched him a little bit. Okay. All right. Five, ten. Oh, I'm 15, fucking helping 20, you. You're not gonna get hit anyway. <laughs> All right. I've moved. Yeah. See, I wouldn't hit you anyway. <laughs> That's true. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, as running down the hallway. Ah, uh, thimbleweed, my boy. There are more coming for you. <laughs> I'm sure you're fine. <laughs> His voice just continually gets like dimmer and dimmer. <laughs> yeah, so the hammer has to spend its turn um, fleeing, which would be taking that dash action, literally. 
40. This is gonna make it all the way back to the edge of the fog cloud. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I just said it the other way, basically. Actually, you know what? On my turn, not on my turn two, I'm gonna drink a health potion. Uh, the yeah. healthiest person on your team. Ah, uh, yep. But I'm so gonna drink the health potion. I'm so scared. <laughs> Music to my ears. Uh, Thimbleweed. I am slowly realizing I completely skipped Zardarok's turn, so I will get to that in a moment. He says that after I told him how many hit points I have. Ugh. Edmund's turn was just too sexy. So all the dwarves are against us now. Uh, yeah. According from your point of view, it's it's uh it's a target-rich environment. From my point of view, all dwarves are evil. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. It is a your turn, sir. All right. I will go to the dwarf next that used to be our friend mm -hmm. and stab her thusly. It's <laughs> good. You were very helpful, Stab. Yeah. Your services are no longer required. <laughs> That's a good stab. That is a good stab. And I will try to throw her out the window. <laughs> All right. Uh, strength. So, yeah. Saving throw. Oh, can you do your bugs with the? It... Uh, yes. Okay. Um. Okay. As soon as I hit a creature with an attack. What is the number? Uh, 13. Oh, man. <laughs> that would have been really effective. Yeah. Alright. So close. I'll stab her again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't work. <laughs> uh, 14 does not hit. She's looking pissed now. You tricked us. Tricked me. You have served your purpose. <laughs> now we are mortal enemies. And I'll also drink a health potion. <laughs> Back to Zardar, I wish I, can... I had a health potion. Yes, you do. They're great. You should really get one. Oh, I have one. Um, everybody drinks buried in my inventory right now for their health potions. <laughs> it's buried in my items list, but it's there. Well, the void. And Tara will look yes. at you with daggers in her eyes and says, You weren't the one who did this to me, but your death will serve our cause just the same. Bring it on! She will attempt to grapple you. Yes. Oh, she's going to throw you out the window. <laughs> Somebody's getting thrown out, throw out the window, window first. 13. Uh, is it a strength check? Uh, or, well, athletics. Or is it... I think you can do athletics or acrobatics, actually. Uh, athletics. <laughs> so swole. Wait. 
No, I want to do acrobatics. <laughs> I think Weird. if that's, I think the recipient. Yeah, let me, to avoid, let me to avoid check a grapple. It. Yeah, it's that. That sounds right. I think we should have grapple rules by now. Yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. You grapple. Throw her out a window. Yeah, is athletics versus the targets athletics or acrobatics check? You are able to dance out of the way, and she curses at you and sputters, and you're both just like just at each other's throats now. Um, we return to the other fight. However, I skipped Zardarok's turn. So on Zardarok's turn, Edmund, you get to roll for the acid. Uh, which I think they do get to repeat that. Try to end it? Is it just dex to end it? Uh, yep, another DC 11. Okay, I need to roll that for Nildar, too. Alright, Nildar is no longer acid. They're rolling this at the end of their turn, right? Hmm. Yes, correct. So at the start of the turn is uh, Zardart needs to take the acid damage, which five. five, okay, coughs up blood. And on his turn, he will stare daggers at you, Edmund. Scream out! See, the brother leads us to ruin. Outsiders come in, destroy so much of what we worked for. And we'll... You have destroyed it all. Fire Sending off. that dragon out there. <laughs> he grins maliciously. And we'll fire off a Shardland blast towards you, Edmund. Oh, Zardy. He's still angry and fires off another one. Alright. 23. Hey, hey, Hunt, when you rolled for Nildar, did you roll his disadvantage since he's restrained? I sure did not. out of the acid? That's a good point. I sure did not. Thanks, mm. chat. <laughs> I sure did not. Uh, this is Nildar's second... I still got out. Still made it, yeah. Still made it, yeah. I tried, you guys. Yeah. Uh, 14 force damage for Edmund. Wow. That blasts into you. Thank God that wasn't me. <laughs> it was advantage, but... Okay, you are knocked backwards. <laughs> I am your... Who's your daddy now, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, top of the initiative is Dearest Frey. Okay, now he'll repeat the save. I don't think it's going to matter. So we'll see. Um, so, Dex. And he is no Jeez. longer burned by the acid. Alright, now it is Frey. We're still reckless attacking. Because, you know, why not? Mm -hmm. I'm going to glow out in a blaze of glory. Blaze now, remember, you, you did take your bites. So that might heal you, right? We're about mm. to find out. Okay. Oh, you're doing it. Okay. Well, let's see if I get a uh, a, a a crit on this. Mm. Nope. All right. Twenty six. Twenty six will hit. Getting a number of hit points equal to three. 
Huh. Uh, okay. So I get three hit points, and then you take... 11 damage, and then I still need to roll my 1d4. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, 13 damage for you. You I'm sink... In you... single digits. Yeah. You sink your teeth into a bit of exposed flesh that Zardarok has, and he just howls in pain and turns to you with a fury in his eyes and says, You not stop this! And then I swing with my second attack because I'm not done attacking yet. That's true, but he does do the psychic re rebuke on you. <sighs> with some insane damage right there. That looks, that looks bad. <laughs> that was, that's real bad. Glad I'm not you. Yeah, me too. Be wise, Spray. Be wise. Does it matter? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. That's it. Oh, boy. Spray collapses from the psychic assault. However, you see with that, um bite that he is just he has like staggered to the ground and actually dropped to one knee and just is like and growling and panting and he's like just hits his gauntlet on the ground to like steady himself and is just muttering like no not like this and we go to celeste healing potions so I'm going to drink one of those both, both for me <laughs> which I don't know if I actually have this entered in anywhere uh, it's, it's 2d4 what plus 2 2d4 plus 2 alright you did one I, D4 I rolled one D4. Yep. One more D4. <laughs> that health potion was half off. Slightly spoiled. Alright, so eight. <coughs> so you see Zardarok is like is down, basically prone, kneel down. You see Frey has actually gone down against her against the psychic retribution, but he is just like near death, and Frey is surrounded by all those plant zombie monsters. Looks bad for her. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Makes it, makes it a little too tricky for me to get in there. Just close the door. Just, yeah, just close the door. It's real, it's real bad out there. <laughs> that looks like it's not great in there. About to um, a plant zombie thing, it's fine. Right, yeah. It's, it's organic. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I think I'm, I'm gonna go with my <coughs> Radiant Sunbolt, because that is range. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm going to shoot him with my Radiant Sunbolt. Okay. With my bleach through my room. That goes sailing overhead. 
Use my inspiration. Mm. Oh my goodness. Even worse. this course and then sails across <laughs> his head again. Just ping bong around the room. Oh no. Okay. Um, that's an attack, right? So then I can still do like a melee attack because I've got my extra attack thing at fifth level, right? Uh, right. Mm -hmm. If you spend it, or you don't have any key points. So I don't have any key points. <laughs> we don't have anything. So yeah, you can do it one more time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Not. It's not looking great, I have to say. Um, okay, so can I drink my other health potion? I believe I that a, takes an action, I think. That would if be you try to take like, two. A, okay, okay, okay. Um. All right, well, I'm going to attack then uh, number one because I can't move without him taking an attack of opportunity. Oh man, the dice are not working with you right no. now. Not, not great, but not I can still rules. move though. Like I, I can now move away from him without him being able to take attack <laughs> of opportunity. So now I can run up in here and do an unarmed strike still. Sure. Just come dropping it and tum 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 tum. Crashing over everything. It's been going great so far, <laughs> might as well. My goodness! Good God! Your dice are killing you. Not, yeah, not rolled above an eight. That is a string <laughs> of misses. It all looked like fanciness when you were like shooting off beams <laughs> and racing around and chopping, but all of none of it connected. Oh, my goodness! Okay, well then I'm gonna—I don't know—try to run away. Don't look at me. <laughs> psych. Psych, 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 psych. Run, run past Freya again. Ooh, still looks bad. <laughs> you should get that checked out. Bye. See everyone later. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Bray. <laughs> Um, the big one will rob, will come racing past Frey and just launches itself into these Dwerger, basically. It's not Zardrock, this is the... Bonot. One of those hits kind of rakes the back of one of them. Which one is he hitting? Number six? Uh, yes. Sees the other two are kind of still unsure and they've kind of lowered their weapons, at least for the moment. 
Got to roll the enlarged damage, but sure. Um, the servant. This one has to take 1d6 acid damage. Edmund, for it, shuffles forward. The zombies, however, are not smart enough to differentiate friend or foe. Four damage. Yeah, it takes it. And... Claws at Worger. That one's doing real bad. Uh, this one's gonna slowly stumble up to Celeste. I should switch to the... And attack with its claws. Oh, it's not an advantage, sorry. 22. For 9. And 20. For 4. These things love Celeste. Hey, you're muted, you're muted. Uh, I am down, but I have <laughs> relentless endurance. Uh -huh. So, what does that mean? I dropped to 1 hit point. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cool. It's going real well. <laughs> yeah. Going great. Edmund. <coughs> you see the yes. fray has gone down. Celeste has retreated into the corridor, not looking good. The four servants are advancing. The big one is clawing into the Dwarger. However, Zardarok is just down, appears to be just clinging to few shreds of life and Nildar is still stuck in the Gardalin ball. When I got knocked backwards, did I get knocked prone or I'm still standing? I think you're still standing. Okay. Yeah, I didn't say anything about being prone. Yeah. Edmund's panting as well. He's a bit uh, injured also. Oh, this is it. You've raised me to become the person that I am. But I must see you are put to an end. No one agrees with your followings anymore. The loyalists have all been killed or surrendered, mostly killed. <laughs> Gandalfa follows me now, not you, for you cannot promise her, you cannot deliver what you promised her with Honeymead. Honeymead is destroyed by those outsiders. <laughs> um, how far is he? Five ten. And he just lashes out with his thorn whip. Oh man! I'll give you advantage. <laughs> One more. Your speech. Oh man! Mm. Oh my god! <laughs> The rolls, the rolls. Why are they doing this? That's crazy. 
crazy. Come on. You do have a story. You do have some Dwerger friends. Ah. Mm. Uh, the blood drips down my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. Oh, that's right. They're with they're on my turn, that's right. Yeah. Um Help me remember I don't think any of these have uh, Charlotte infused weapons, right? I honestly I don't, don't remember. <laughs> I think they all got left behind. Um, so number four, number five, out of my control now. For the moment, yeah, they're not taking up arms against you, but they basically they're still like thinking about what their best moves are. Although now they're just being attacked along with everything else. Number seven. See to it that my father dies, and you will have a truly high position. <laughs> a name? A name. <laughs> the best name. The best and name. a title in my court. <laughs> Do what you can. For Prince Darth. And he runs in. Uh, Edmund, give me a... Uh, 1d20 plus 4 for this Dwerger's attack roll to charge in with his war pick. Damn it. Nice. Number 6. <laughs> you are the one! <laughs> you have a chance to change Dwerger's history. You are the chosen one! <laughs> Everything I just said now applies to you! <laughs> I'm not going to bother to say it all again. The attack of opportunity. But do what you can. Yes. Prince Darth. He looks less excited about <laughs> taking the attack of opportunity. Uh, which is going to hurt bad. Oh, no. Yes, Prince Darth. Uh, the giant Quagath like, rakes his face. But with blood smearing his face, he rushes forward. Give me another d20 uh, plus. Mate. Oh my god! Well, no, <laughs> missing wise. <laughs> <laughs> this is atrocious. Number <sighs> yeah. um, five. You have a chance to <laughs> roll a roll a roll a persuasion check. Give me that advantage. Uh, do I get advantage for persuasion? Yes. Everything I just said, number five, <laughs> can be yours. <laughs> oh my god! Jesus Christ! Dice are terrible. All right, number I'm, four of the of the two of them. One of them finally thinks like, yes, perhaps. I take down Warlord, I will be the one. Give me one more. One more shot. One more. <laughs> we can do it. Yes. 21. <laughs> All right. What is this one's name as it raises this war pick <laughs> and smashes it into Zardarok's face? The Dwegger of all. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I had a better name. No, no. Hold on. I take that back. I have a better name. Your name is now Zodorok. <laughs> it's like Take a title. His name from him. <laughs> Take his name. 
<laughs> I am the new Zardarok. Rid the world of the old. Um, Be my new father. I expect you to be cold and distant <laughs> starting now. Um, that one smashes Warfic into Zardarok's face, who gives off a yelling scream and drops to the ground. That gauntlet just smoke emanating from it, and the crown just topples down as he finally falls. Do you see that, brother? What happens to those who follow the wrong leadership? Um, see inside is like, it'd be destroyed. That just means it is my chance once my spore servants kill you all. Um, as a bonus action, I would like to make the ground shift and attempt to push him five feet uh, to the northeast. Let's see. So he must succeed on a strength saving throw. While restrained. Oh, wait. 5, 10, 15, 20, 20. Oh, wait. Never mind. He's too far away. Mm. Uh, I have movement, I guess. I'll just yeah. get a little closer. He normally has advantage, but since he's restrained, I would cancel it out. That was for the Dwarger. Uh, but Ty? Uh, Ty means he makes it. Oh, man. Succeeds despite being restrained. Damn you. <laughs> Alright, the Spore Servant. This one's going to shuffle up to Celeste. With a one hit point, can one of these actually miss? Because so far I think they've connected every single time. Uh, yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, come on! And the answer Man. is no, they <laughs> cannot just... miss. They cannot miss. All I needed to do was just like, like, flick me. Yep. Right now, this, this is a devastating just. <laughs> <laughs> um. Or. Slides down over Zardarok's body, attempts to attack a Dwerger. Jeez, jeez, these things. Oh my goodness. Uh, and kills one of them. Oh boy. Kills number four. At least it was one of the on-the-fence guys. <laughs> yeah, it was an on-the-fence guy. <laughs> Wait. Either four or five was the one that killed him. So. Five was the one that killed him. That four just got killed by a spore servant. Five is now Zardarok. It's like mm. it's Air Force One. Like you are now Zardarok. <laughs> you're, you're now the Zardarok. You're now the Zardarok. Our six, number seven. You had your chance. Mm -hmm. uh, Nildar starts still screaming about trying to escape. And tries to roll another strength check and fails. And things are looking real fucking dicey for <coughs> Team Throne. Although you have taken out uh, the big boss. 
Meanwhile, up approximately 200 feet up. Suddenly our problems don't look so bad. Suddenly your problems don't look so bad. <laughs> yeah, well, Robin's looking pretty far. Um, This one walks over towards Thimbleweed and starts barking out orders. The dragon is trapped. We need to free it. And we'll hurl an enlarged javelin at Thimbleweed. Oh my god. It's going to hit for 10 piercing damage. There goes that healing potion. And then <laughs> Hammer will attempt to extricate itself from the gears. And you hear some whirring motions. Oh, there goes the dragon. <laughs> well, it's not opening the the levers over here by Thantara. Mm -hmm. But uh, you feel like it has escaped its position. That was its action. But you can see it gets right up to you, Thimbleweed, in response. And this Dwarger is still chasing after Valravin. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Tries to throw a goddamn javelin. This is the opposite of Celeste, where I cannot hit Valravin. Normal sized javelin. Oh! You haven't rolled less than 20 yet. in like 10 turns, so. <laughs> there yeah, you go. It keeps coming. For three. Alright. You're fine. Rolled minimum damage. Uh, then it's Val Robin's turn. I honestly, I have no idea what to do. Robin is at this point. 5, 10, 15. Well, actually, you know what? He, before he even moves. Ah, no, they got advantage on the spell. So he's just going to take his light crossbow out and just from 10 feet away, just point it at this dwarf <laughs> and take a shot. Oh, all right. As much as the dice have helped me, you guys have gotten three crits tonight so far. Yeah. For five damage. Yeah, most importantly, that might be a massive damage. We'll see. Oh, yeah. Let's see if that does. Pretty good at those rolls so far. Dwerger Con is a fail, so we get to roll on the massive damage table. Hmm. Uh, can you roll that, or do I have to roll that? Do you have that option? Uh, I do have that. Yeah, I've got that at the bottom here. Roll me some massive damage. Target can't take reactions till the end of their next turn. Okay. Oh, goodness. Five I don't damage know, I go back and, I kinda I kinda wanna go back and help Thimbleweed now that I know I won't get a jack attack opportunity from this guy, but hmm. Oh I kinda Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. <clears throat> uh Okay, yeah, that's what I'll do. I don't have any bonus actions to do at this point. Fair. Actually, I'll go right here. Hopefully that big guy doesn't see me coming. Yeah. 
the hammers. Well, this hammer is going to have to take the long way around. It's not going over the gear. But not very quick because the fog cloud makes difficult terrain. And then it is a Thimbleweed's turn. So the gate is currently closed. Your main concern is the fact that, presumably on Thontara's turn, if she's alive, she'll just flip the lever and open it. Right. Uh, let's stab her. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Let's try again. Or does extra attack work if you miss? It does. Mm -hmm. So bad if it didn't. <laughs> hey <laughs> Our fourth crit of the night. Okay. Yikes. For 12 damage. I think I can reroll that one. Oh. Oh, right. Pierce, yeah. Yes. Roll. For 16. All right. Um, with that crit, you actually stab her good and right in the head. <laughs> Then I use my insects to throw out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> throw the body. Just yeah. <clears throat> my mortal enemy vanquished. <laughs> You're not sure the hammers have the intelligence or the sense of mind to operate the lever, but you do have a feeling they know how to operate uh, killing you. My face. <laughs> right, <laughs> operate um... your face. <laughs> With their claws. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a way out right. outside if you want to jump 200 feet. Um, yep. There's an elevator okay. in this fog cloud. And... Oh, there's an elevator on the other side, which is... Somewhere in the hallway where Val Robin is. Asked him. I have to run through that one guy, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I make it to the elevator? Yes. You scoot right. around that guy. Could you be in the fog cloud whenever the attack I, of opportunity can... happens? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. I'd be right next to it. Mm. I'd probably, I'd probably give him disadvantage. Okay. All right. I'll uh, shimmy around him, leap into the fog cloud here. Can't catch me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll uh, dissipate the fog cloud and jump into the elevator. Okay. Um, fate smiles upon you. I was gonna have you roll to see where the elevator is, but. I'm going to have it that the elevator is right now at this moment, happens to be at this level, and looks like it's going to be going yes. down. <laughs> the pity Vader. <laughs> Thank God. It has to be here. Uh, let's see. Thantara is dead. I think that's actually it for everything up here. 
We go back down to the throne room with Frey. Give me a death save. <laughs> I don't want to. You can't make me. Look, the plants can't hurt you anymore. It's okay. It's a success. Yeah. Celeste, give me a death save. <laughs> what around? Uh, how do I do that? Just click the word death save on your character sheet. Well, right, where is that? I should say. If you go where your hit points are and then you have your hit dice and then death saves. Ah. You didn't say whether that was a success or failure, but... I think that's a success, right? You need a 10 or higher, I believe? Yeah, yeah. 10 or higher. I think so. Okay. okay. Successes all around. <coughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Use the word success with their situation as much as possible right now. <laughs> Builds confidence. <laughs> you guys are fine. All right. The Quaggoth, the big one, will continue raking up these poor Dwerger... Uh, 16 does hit. That's the new Zardarok. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, the new Zardarok just fucking screams as this Quaggoth just fucking destroys him into shreds and just giggles maniacally. <laughs> No. Yeah. My father again. <laughs> and Nildar, even though he's got those binds around him, just laughing like, ah. That's right. Grub killed them all. Zombie will advance. And attack with its claws. All your red shirts are going down. That one's actually gonna miss. Miss. Yeah. And these two um, will advance the Goliath here, who's near Celeste. Um, will now take them on and just kind of guard Celeste's body. And we're just gonna montage the accent by the rolling for the Goliath. And we go to Edmund. You do hear the sounds of um, some voices from above shouting down. Like directly above, or is it coming from... I mean, it's hard to say directly above because the floors are so like separated from each other, but you think... You heard like a lot of sounds of war going on above, and now you hear more... Like, sounds of just shouting. You're not sure if that's good news or bad news. I don't know. Would I know that Celeste is back there? Um, yes. Did she make a sound, did she? You, you mean, you saw her run into the room, dance around a little bit, and then run back into the hallway? And then you haven't seen her since then. You've only seen zombies enter, those plant zombies enter in after there. I hope Celeste got away. <laughs> All right. She went to a farm upstate. Uh, number six, number seven. 
We have killed my father. Um, Nildar, it's restrained. He is not breaking out of those bonds. Um, how's that gauntlet of his looking? It looks magical. Like, I could just pick it up and take it? Uh, off Zardarok? Yeah. Yeah, you can get over there. His crown also looks magical. Both of them made by Shardalan, though, and you do know that Shardalan stuff has some drawbacks to it. Oh, I recognize the crown. Maybe a headband, perhaps? Um, number six, number seven. Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> wants to be the next starter rock <laughs> he will no one, there's no one to kill to take his name anymore <laughs> he will step here pick up the gauntlet put it on number six pick up the crown put it on number seven thorn whip fray thorn whip fray <laughs> I can bring her 10 feet closer to me. <laughs> her body? Yes, we're on with her body. Like, will that hurt? I don't know. Can I just, like, like gently do a wrap around her leg or something? I mean, you can always choose to do a non-lethal blow, so presumably she's already unconscious, so I'm not going to have you roll. So I'm going to whip her leg and pull her 10 feet towards me and pick her... Oh, she's in... No, she's not enlarged, right? The potion disappears when she's dead. Uh, that's a... I'm not sure if it does or not. Oh, that makes a big difference. Yeah. Will y'all find out? Um, I'm gonna or... say they probably wear off if you're unconscious. Okay. I bring her ten feet closer to me and I pick her up. Okay. And say I have a purpose for this outsider. <laughs> And, um... Edmund, you see those spores, those glowing spores I mentioned earlier that were on Frey and Celeste now entering your body, and you hear, and you see this large fungus creature now lock eyes with you. It says, Are you here to help us? Depends what you need. We need to return home. Um, well... You know, your captor is free or uh, imprisoned, so you are free to go home as you like. Um. All right, number six, number seven. Attack these zombies. Well, let's make number six attack number three. Okay, you say I send him to attack. Um, the Mike continues to try to talk to you and says, "You will let us go." Yeah, yeah. You, I'm not holding you. You're free to go. Your captor is here in, in, in chains. Uh, you can, you know, poison him first if you'd like. <laughs> we do not wish to harm anyone. Okay, well, this fortress will be uh, vacant pretty soon, so uh, you do as you want. Um, <clears throat> okay. Yes, the Dwerger, the two of them mount a comeback and 
fight against the Spore Servant. Um, I'm going to montage that because you see they, the large fungal creature stand and shuffle slowly up here. And it puts its hands on, or actually it lifts its hands up and its head up. And you see these spores rapidly, different colored spores pour out of the top of it. And they seem to fall on the plant creatures specifically. And they all um, turn to mindless attention towards the Mycodid and just um, turn towards and walk towards it. It says, uh, We can divert them away to help. who you see the um the plant zombies actually shuffling towards the fungus creature and that creature is saying that um they can basically pull them away what number not number three number three is still there uh yeah pulls that one on too the big Those one are, here the big one no the big one is not a fungus creature the big one is a normal regular thinking version of those creatures bigger and a spellcaster but the other ones were just like plant zombies can i use my action already to pick up um right i need a well if six and seven haven't acted yet then uh, let's have them attack number three okay with their newfound powers for their powers newfound powers powers of persuasion <laughs> Well, they got, the, they got the glove and the crown, right? Oh, right, right. That's, Sorry. That's their new powers. Um, oh, well, yeah. yeah, you would imagine they would have to attune to those items. Like, they're actually pretty magical mm -hmm. in order to actually use them properly. Oh, um, they both look pretty worried about wielding shardle and stuff like that, too. Um, but you imagine they would actually be more proficient just wielding their picks. Oh, but yeah. I will give them advantage because they feel emboldened with these artifacts. Uh, or if you want to have advantage, rolling the 1d20 plus 4. How would I do that? Is there a way to type it or just do it twice? Uh, if you hit the up arrow, you can repeat what you just rolled, I believe, quickly. Oh, nah, that was a failure. Well, the first guy doesn't. <laughs> that was first guy's got, got the glove and he can't really swing his yeah. with the glove on. Locking up a little bit. Seven. I don't know what's going wow. on. Wow! What what are you doing to us tonight, Roll Twenty? You're... Those are bad rolls, guys. Those are bad fucking rolls. Yep, swings and misses all around. Um, so essentially, the sports servant's been called off. Nildar um, is apoplectic in his Charlotte ball and just screaming, "No, no! The sports servants are mine!" I am the true leader now of Clan Sunlight. And once again, we'll try to burst out. Fails. All right, yeah, top crew. Credit, credit for trying. Uh, he's been trying his damnedest. He's trying. Essentially, took him out of the fight. Uh, top crew. So the elevator now, <clears throat> at the end of the last round, has begun to descend, Mr. Thimbleweed. Mm -hmm. 
which means that you are um, a couple floors down, and uh, you hear the worker just yelling after, oh! I will allow this one, however, to give a ranged javelin throw at you with his large javelin. We're still just within javelin throwing range, and that is a miss. What? Yeah. Um, and he realizes we've got to open the gate, release the dragon. But the hammers don't seem to quite understand how to do that. They just kind of mill about, surround, and then finally he's like, "Go oh, chase after the other one, the green one." Which, let's see. Uh, actually, this dwarger is right up to Paul Robin. Make a normal war pick attack. Oh, yeah. Alright. I made the wrong choice last turn. Uh, not with advantage, and still couldn't hit you anyway. Uh, <laughs> Alright, your turn. Uh, ten. Um. Uh, 5-10. Ah, I'm just going to take the attack of opportunity, actually. 5-10, 15, All 20, right. 25, 30. Let me hit with this one. <laughs> oh my <Nope>. god. <laughs> Insanity. Uh, and as Valravin is running away... Which, by the way, I, I, I did want to explain my actions. He, he <laughs> Presumably he heard the other dwarf yelling down there about Thimbleweed descending the elevator yeah. and then no chase after the green one. So now he's, uh, Valravin has decided not to go into that room and help Thimbleweed anymore. Now he's running the opposite direction. Uh, who, are, who are you trying to convince here? I, I mean, whoever will listen. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thimbleweed. Thimbleweed's gone. Thimbleweed's gone. Thimbleweed's gone. As he runs, he will uh, take a crossbow shot ineffectively mm -hmm. at the dwarf. All right. All right. Um, Thimbleweed, you are riding the elevator down. Basically on your turn. Uh, if there's anything you want to do that you could uh, presumably still range attack upward and hit the enlarged dwarger since he was leaned over firing a javelin at you. So we assume that Lars Jorger is intelligent enough to pull that lever. That's what you're afraid of, yeah. All right. I'm going to shoot a fog cloud up there. Hmm. Uh, try to conceal that whole room. Hey, you could always pull the use the bugs to pull him down the elevator on top of you. <laughs> that would prevent him from pulling the lever, but... That's a really good idea. <laughs> you can see him from up there, just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that'd be interesting. The odds of it happening. <laughs> I'll fog cloud the area. Okay. Alright. There he is, blanketed in the fog clouds. Gonna make it a bit tricky to navigate. And then, uh, yeah, I'll try the elevator down. Alright. We return to the throne room with our unconscious ladies. 
Bray, give me that death save. Another success. Celeste, give me a death save. That is a fail. <laughs> Starting to get interesting now. Um, I think the only... Well, I guess you have Nildar in the ball, and you've got the big Quaggeth, which has not been touched yet. Um, oh, damn. Hmm? I said, oh, damn. Yeah. Touched. Not been touched. Not like to be touched. And in his enlarged state, he will continue to try and destroy... That's a miss. And that's a miss. Okay. Is not able to do much. Four servants are basically out of it, being called by the Myconid. Uh, so we go down to Edmund. Alright then. Let's just take this thing down. I put Frey back down gently. Mm, yeah, I've got Frey loose. And... Yeah. And I will just stab at uh, the thingy. Uh, where's my attack? And, uh... I don't have advantage. Uh... Oh my goodness. Why? Dice are just. My dice are broken tonight. Yeah. <laughs> not good. Not good. All right. Number six. Why, why do you have advantage last time? Did they have advantage last time? I don't think so. Oh, because they were emboldened by um, the Shardland weapons that you gave them. They're probably not emboldened anymore. All right. Number six. Number seven. <laughs> Is the AC looking? Okay. I don't know what's wrong with these dice. <clears throat> it's more than 12. More than 12, yeah. Yeah, those are some nasty misses. I had a really good Charlin ball throwing, but that was it. That's right. That's yeah, Nildar's still been basically completely stuck in there, unable to do anything, and just absolutely pissed off. Another strength. <laughs> One of these, he's got to be able to make it, right? Jeez. <laughs> oh, 20 is going to be pretty bad. Um, you do see the, yeah, the Goliath I finally officially entered as a combatant in this fight. One of you unconscious folks can possibly run him. Um, back to, it's going pretty rapidly now. <laughs> you were combatants, yeah. Um, it's getting a little more interesting now because most, now there's a fog cloud up here. So these three basically just spend their turn trying to mill around in the fog cloud. Thimbleweed continues to descend, and at this point, Thimbleweed, you reach the command level, level 2, and as you go down, you see several Dwerger, including what looks like a an older uh, woman who's dressed in, like, spellcasting garb and has kind of a scowl on her face, and next to her is, like, this large battle cat, and you don't know the context behind any of this. <laughs> But you see them all, like, waiting for the elevator, and then you're just on it as it's going down and reaches that floor. What is your response? Uh, so with the guys above me milling around, is there an open elevator shaft? Yes. They can mill around into? Uh, yes, if they were stupid enough to fall into the elevator shaft, I suppose. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. 
Alright, as I see heroes... Who the hell are you? Um, do you speak either Dwarvish or Undercommon? I speak Dwarvish. Okay. You can say that in Dwarvish. And she responds and say, and she kind of like does this little weird curd thing and kind of spits and says, Are you with uh, one of Prince Durst's uh, uncouth mercenaries then? Who is Prince Dirt? <laughs> <laughs> this is going well. <laughs> she just mutters, Is that? I don't know what you are doing here, but you better get out of our way. She has like a small army behind her. They look like they've been in a battle just recently. Yeah. Well... I don't know who you are, but you better get out of my way. We're here to stop certain dragons from doing their dragon thing. And we're quite successful. Well, that's great to hear. All right, shove in there. And she just kind of points to some of her dwerger. Who Wait just, a second. <laughs> just crowded next to you. <laughs> Am I being captured? <laughs> Depends. Are you with us or against us? I still don't know who you are. <laughs> My name is Grandolfa Mutzgart. And this is the revolution. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a part of a revolution. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fine. There are too many people in this elevator, though. Yes, it's very uncomfortable. Okay, starting to sweat. Yeah. I get very greasy when I start sweating. <laughs> it stays there for a moment. Um, Thimbleweed, roll a... Grease check. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see. Roll a... Uh, a... A 1d20 with a minus 2 modifier. Twice. And if you roll a 10 or less, then a Dwerger Hammer is going to come hurtling down the shaft. There's one. <laughs> <laughs> roll, roll again. Let's see if the other one comes tumbling down. They are not the bright. Oh no! <laughs> you didn't even need a modifier. Yep. All right. So, um, on their turns, they basically just try and try and navigate around this open shaft in the fog cloud, and both of them end up falling and hurtling down the elevator shaft. Yeah. Which, <laughs> thankfully, you are all on a level. So now I'm going to have you roll an acrobatics check to try to leap out of it because you're you're in a point where you could jump out of the elevator to avoid the crashing d mechanized suit dwerger falling at you yeah so now give me a uh... so, so many sub <laughs> 10 rolls it's been pretty nasty um give me a 1d6 for damage as you're able to tumble mostly out of the way Alright, take two damage. 
right. and uh, at least one Dwerger who was on Grandalfa's side just gets completely obliterated as this thing, this one of these hammers just comes down and splat, and there's just blood and gore all over the inside of the elevator. And Grandalfa just actually gives a little scream, just like, the hell was that? Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're going to have a point of inspiration for reminding me of the open <laughs> elevator shaft and then having them fall down. Yeah. Uh, let's not forget about our dear friend Valravin, though. What the fuck is Valravin? Valravin is running down a hallway endlessly. That is what Valravin is doing. This hallway is a thousand feet long. <laughs> It's that it's that movie shot where it just keeps getting longer the farther that you go. Yeah. Uh, actually, this worker gets to go first, and I love that you yeah. never dash, so he always gets to catch up to you. Yep. And there's uh, a Terminator running after him. <laughs> it just never stops. Emotionless. It won't ever stop. And it will attempt to attack you with his normal sized war pick. And that is finally that a successful time. attack roll. It'll hit, yep. For nine. Ooh, okay. Now it is your turn. We have effectively split the party again. <laughs> Just. And splitting the party is like not even how to. Like, I'm by myself. Thimbleweed <laughs> <laughs> is by himself. Thimbleweed met some Dwerger friends. Uh, Varavin will start by drinking another health potion. Um. And he will... How many fucking run. health potions did you have? My god. I had three. Now I've, now I've got one. Okay. I, yeah, I had a number of them. I'm usually not in this kind of situation. <laughs> it's very unusual for me, guys. Uh, so I guess this will be an attack opportunity as I run away. Naturally. I'm not dis I'm not, I am not disengaging. I'm probably going to dash this this turn. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Uh, okay, attack opportunity. I'm doing a million things at once. Of course, I'm not going to hit you. Alright, and then he is going to dash 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Not quite make it to this elevator. But he's going to uh, use his action to dash. But he's just going to wait for it to be coming down and jump <laughs> on it. He's going down too. Okay. Yeah, this is where the bleed's basically at. All right. Uh, return to the throne room. Bray, right, give me that death save. Oof. Uh, who wants to control the Goliath, who is now entered into the fray, <laughs> entered into the throne room, I should say. I can do it. It's fine. Okay. The Goliath warrior. So I'm just give this to you. Wants to attack. I pray. Okay, see if you can see a character sheet under under monsters or something. 
called Goliath Warrior. Goliath Werebear? Yeah. Not quite a Goliath Werebear. It should just be Goliath Warrior. Creature, yeah, it's under, I see it. It's creature, under creatures and NPCs, creatures, and then it's okay. your token. Wait, where do you see it? Uh, oh, there it is. Oh. <clears throat> All right, yeah, I got it. Just cover up my other character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's armed with a javelin. Okay. You gave him. Uh, one, two, and three are still bad guys, right? No, not really. Um, they've been coerced by the Mykonid. Basically, all you have is the big Quaggoth here, and then technically Nildar, although Nildar's just stuck in the restraining ball. Okay. So he'll come down here and just use his javelin as a melee weapon. Um... Completely forgot about his mirror images, by the way. I'm going to assume those are gone because he's been attacked a million times. Even though it hasn't connected with him, it doesn't actually matter if it connects or not, I believe. It just targets you. That doesn't help. That is going to be a miss. Does he have... Oh, yeah, he's got two attacks. That one does. Yeah, there you go. It pierces that creature. All right, Kapanuk has entered the fray. Uh, Sol I said it again. Celeste, give me another death save. This is getting real fucking scary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear lord. That's <laughs> failure number two, I think. Yes. All right, so we're keeping track. Um, Krob's turn. He's still trying to make his way through these guys. Large claws on the Dwerger just completely obliterates one of them. Can't wait for them all to die. It's the guy with the gauntlet. And the other one is a miss. Yeah, you got one left. You had four. <laughs> uh, and then we go down to Edmund. Oh my goodness. Now only one guy left, huh? Mm-hmm. Ah. <sighs> Red shirts are red shirting. One guy left. Celeste is bleeding out in the hallway to the north of you. Yeah. Um, who, is this new, who is this new player? You don't know, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> both the people who would know are unconscious, bleeding out right now. Um, you can stabilize people as an action if you can fucking reach them. I believe it's a medicine check. As an action, you mean? Yeah, can somebody look up those rules? That might be pertinent. Medicine check. Stabilize, is that what it's called? Under stabilize. How do I not have a healing potion? Uh, apparently Volrovin should have been giving them out because he had like 14 of them up there. I had three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I saw this player trying to attack the thing, right? Like, yes. Kind you of for now. Yeah, you saw what clearly is not a Dwerger come 
striding in from where you saw Celeste was and attack this giant Quaggath monster. All right. The rolls have not been good for me, but I have a feeling about this. I'm going to throw a Charlene Band of Binding at him. Okay. 16 does hit. Binds wrap around him. Okay. Finally. Yeah, it hisses angrily. And then I'm going to use a little bonus action to try to push him five feet away from me because <laughs> I take an attack opportunity from him. Mm. So there's your reminder. Strength saving throw, 14. He's restrained, so I don't know if that does anything or not. Probably doesn't advantage. Fails either way. Pushed five feet away. Okay. Got the band wrapped <sighs> around him. Got some breathing room. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, he's restrained. Maybe, maybe, maybe the maybe the mushroom man can help Celeste or aid us in some way or form or fashion. Number seven. How good is your medicine? Nobody likes talking to the mushroom man. <laughs> He's creepy, man. Uh, that's pretty creepy, yeah. How good are you at a medicine? Oh well, I've only, I've only had a a year of, of medical school and. Well, um, I need you to do what you can to save this outsider. Says he is, very average. Oh, you sure? Prince Dirth, shouldn't we just let them die for the cause? <sighs> that is a good point. I want you to go stab my brother while he is restrained. Number seven will stroll on over and stab Nildar. Okay. Does he get advantage because he's restrained? Yes, he does. What good did that do? None. Not very good. <laughs> Not very good. No, they can't. <laughs> this was a mistake letting you control them, apparently. Mm -hmm. Apparently. That's the end of my turn. All right. Um, top crew. Uh, Thimbleweed. Bottom crew. Yeah, I would <laughs> yeah, your middle crew now. <laughs> I'm a middle. Yeah. Um, once again, you hear that uh, a cursing of a Dwerger up on the top level, um, but you don't hear the sound of the gate or anything yet. Um, and the elevator, the Dwerger, once again, you know, they look up very worriedly, and then they clamber on as many as they can. Uh, Grandalfa does not go. She wants the big cat to go, but it can't fit. There's just a bunch of Dwerger pack in there with you, and the elevator begins to lower down. To the lower level. He says, go on, okay. Prince Darth uh, may need our, your help. They might. I will say there is someone on the top floor who is my enemy. Who must be vanquished. I have him delayed. But he still has the power to free the dragon. If you could send some of your men back up when we're down. That would be appreciated. Suppose we can try. Dragon is not a big concern of mine. 
It's a dragon. Yeah, Zardarok constructed it to destroy a ten towns. It will leave us alone. Uh, yeah, you're going to the revolution. You're going down the elevator. 10, 15, 20, 25. This one has to dash after you, Valravan, and then it's your turn. And you see the elevator start to lower, so you can obviously jump in as that elevator starts going down. Swing, you're doing that on your turn. Sure, yep. I'm taking one butt shot at the dwarf. Does 17 hit? Ah, uh, it does. Okay, 17 for 9. It's a pretty good shot. Arr. You go. <laughs> as I hop in the elevator also. Yep, down the elevator. Uh, racing your steps over there. All right, now it's getting real fucking dicey for some of y'all rolling these fucking death saves. Frey, are you still with us? What is Frey at? Right? What is she at? That's a good question. I really don't want anybody else yeah, to roll death right. save at her. Okay. I'm right here. Stop it. Gotcha. I don't know. I'm keeping track. I have one failure and two successes. Okay. Two mm. failures. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. All right. The Goliath Warrior's turn. He is restrained, so if you attack, you have advantage. That'll hit. For nine. Creature hisses angrily. 20 will definitely hit. Or eight? Goddamn. Creature's howling in fury. That's it. Alright, Celeste, I need a death save. We're... Just, just so I'm clear, we're in the danger zone now, right? Like this... Correct. You're in the fucking danger zone. Oh, this, no. There is something wrong with roll 20. <sighs> with the dice. I don't think I've done anything successfully tonight. <laughs> oh, no. Like above a five? I don't know. Above an eight? Oh, no. Uh, well, the news is you've stopped bleeding out. <laughs> nice. I hope you're proud of yourself, honey. The bad news is you have expired. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, this, this is a first. <laughs> this is. Oh, good. I'm glad I could be a pioneer. <laughs> okay, I'm right behind you. Oh, yeah. Um, the Quaggoth is still restrained and very angry about its predicament, so it's going to try to bust out... Oh, what the hell? And does just Jesus. it takes it takes its action to do that, but it just breaks out with all of its strength. <laughs> However, it does look heavily injured. That was its Man. turn. However, um, go to Edmund. This ain't looking good, guys. <laughs> 
You you still have a chance to stabilize Frey. You've got you and a Dwerger. What do we have to roll? I think it's a DC 10 medicine check, DC, which is just DC wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well that's a little doable. Paul number 7 is not watching. Going to try to <laughs> I mean, you can just one. convince him. <laughs> Be like, look, this is what you need to do. Well, he's not watching anyway. Yeah, he's not. Uh, DC 10 medicine check. Someone in the chat mentioned the mind player is going to finally get his crystal. Oh, shit. All right, you successfully stabilize Frey. No longer bleeding out. Pretend you're still dead. Um, and then number seven will continue to hack at Nildar. Mm-hmm. Finally. F in the chat. We're all getting Fs in the chat for, yeah, for our fallen yeah. PC. Or Celeste. Yeah. Uh, yes. Damage is... 1d8 plus 2. Both of those hit. Well, it was, um, advantage. Oh, right, right. right. You're, you're, yep, you're right. So, that's it. That's the turns. All right, um, Nildar, I'm just kind of montaging, and he's just still trying to break out of that thing. Um, still barely alive. Thimbleweed and company make it down the elevator. Which... Drag your asses down here. With reinforcements, Thimbleweed. Charge! <laughs> uh, you are here, and let's just go ahead and let you take your turn now. I think I got rid of your initiative at some point when I was trying to move things around. Uh, you see doors, lights, and now you see the throne room action. <laughs> Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Who is friend and foe? <laughs> it's kind of hard to say. Uh, there's a giant fungus right creature in the corner with a bunch of nasty-looking zombies. There's a big quagga who just ripped out of the uh, Shardland ba bands. There's a Goliath you've never seen before stabbing that quagga. Uh, Frey is on the ground unconscious. Edmund is still disguised as Prince Dirth, very convincingly. Um, is just stabilized Frey. You see a giant dead warlord of Zardarok. Seven's hacking. I don't know if he did her any favors by stabilizing her at this point. <laughs> I don't even see Frey. Oh, that's one of the. I barely see Frey. <laughs> <laughs> and Edmund, okay. you see Thimbleweed appear with a number of Dwerger allies rushing in. They all yell, for Prince Dirth! Come, my minions. <laughs> the battle is almost won. Try to attack my minions! <laughs> Crush my enemies! 
my brother still stands to oppose us, controlling these fungus things. Mm -hmm. And there's an outsider over there who still needs our help. As she point, points towards Celeste. Okay. Um, the, yeah, the Dwarger rush towards the Quaggeth and slice into him, which I can montage that. Thimbleweed, what are you going to do on your turn? I guess I'll attack where they're attacking. Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> Trying to follow just Edmund's... Just see uh, what the dwarves are doing yeah. and generally do. You only barely recognize Edmund as the disguised yeah. uh, prince. I'll pull out old trusty... Short yeah. bow attack in a while. Well, I guess you attacked that one warrior out there. And attack for 14. Okay. With all, with the combined might of the Dwerger and your bow attack, that Quaggeth takes one in the eye and goes down. And when that happens, Nildar finally screams and says, ah, Surrender! Surrender! Mercy, brother! Mercy! It is too late for mercy. What good are you? How do I know you won't oppose me in the future when you've regained your strength? Oh. Oh. There is no mercy for you. The other dwarf look I at you approvingly. Have, you're going to have children, and your children will murder me. <laughs> it's all Shakespeare or this something. Is, this is the baby Hitler argument. <laughs> I can't let you give birth to children. <laughs> Children's were vengeance on my children. Continue to execute my brother. Uh, they do so on your command, and it's hilariously brutal as they just fucking stab him inside that. Like, no! No! Like a, like a seizure moment, right? Just a yeah. Bunch of Basically. He tries starting invisible at one point. It doesn't matter because he's got the Charlotte bands <laughs> all around him. <there. laughs> No! The Goliath's javelin comes out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. That's right. Just <laughs> one more stab. Yep. And finally, the air appears to be clear, and at some point, Grandalfa herself comes down from the throne room. Says, ah, Certainly made a mess of things down here. But it looks we like. good, right? Oh, you did very good, yes. Adarok is no more. Nildar is no more. I'd say we have uh, gained control of this fortress. And what of the giant dragon? Well, I'm sure it'll get out at some point soon and wreak havoc on Icewind Dale. I would prefer to... Why do you care so much? How will we enslave the people to make our genocider? <laughs> good point. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> we, need, we need people to work. We need them to make more children to work, even more for us. How will genocider take over all of our... What is oh, this? Wherever we are. Wherever we are, this world we're in. <laughs> a certain region here. I was about to say Asgard, but that's a different game. <laughs> See, this is why you should have been in charge from the beginning. We didn't need to destroy this 
whole land scorched earth needed to enslave it. That's what the exactly. true Dorgar does. Exactly. My father was wrong this whole time. Yes. Well, you can help yourself to his uh, Shardalin goodies and... He picks up the gauntlet. Uh, number seven is still wearing the crown, but he picks up the gauntlet. That is... That guy's dead. Mm-hmm. Zardarok is dead. Zardarok 2 is dead. Zardarok 3 is dead. <laughs> Zardarok 7, you're the one. <laughs> You've been promoted. <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> so far in line. Um, she also says... Um, now, uh, Prince Darth, since you care so much about this dragon, perhaps uh, you need to go uh, chase after it and uh, leave Sunblight uh, to me. Um, sorry, it's Sunblight, this fortress? Yes. Okay. If you need to, you can help yourself to the vault. No, there are some, there are some choice items in there you might want. Any chance we can bring the dead back? Uh, I know we've lost lots of Dwargar here, but uh, such is war, my boy. Aye, but there's a janitor over there who needs to clean up a lot of blood in here. <laughs> and I can't torture myself to do it. Um, as the Myconid gets ready to leave, it, it looks down at the body of Celeste and you hear, like, sadness ring out in its voice. It says, oh, this one has fallen. We can raise it to join us. Okay, go ahead. Ask no questions. <laughs> <laughs> I have no follow-ups. Her... Green light. Yeah. Her mind will be ascended into our hive. And her body will follow like these ones. Sounds good to me. <laughs> no motion. Oh. <laughs> um, you're not quite certain, but you think she might be offering to animate Celeste's body as a plant zombie and then bring yeah, it down yeah, into the... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, whatever. Don't give me the details. Just do it. I heard you say you could bring her back to life. Don't worry about the details. I'm sure she would appreciate it. <laughs> you know, no one likes being dead. No. Work out a deal where she gets like five years of living all how she yeah. wants before becoming really part of the hive mind. There is no death. It is a cycle that we all belong to. And start spouting yep. off this crazy mushroom religion that they're part of about decay and all that being part of the cycle. I feel like she being a monk would totally understand all of that. <laughs> you know, religion, life, you know, death, coming back, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's how the 
epilogue involves in this episode is the Mykonid animating Celeste with its animating spores. And um, these fungal pods appear all over her body. And it her eyes flutter open. It's green. And just the body stands up and just kind of shuffles along with the Mykonid. Who presumably journeys down... I think only Celeste and Frey saw this, but there was a, a tunnel that literally like seemed to plunge down into darkness. And you presume that was um, literally a way into the Underdark, where they got a lot of these creatures. Outsider, are you okay? How do you feel being alive again? <laughs> Celeste does not turn. <laughs> just covered in fungal spores. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, the irony, I know, of it being just covered and turned into a fungus creature at the end. <coughs> um, yeah, we can, uh, you guys can help yourself to some loot. Grandalfa, I mean, Grandalfa just mentions the foe, which, by the way, I mean, you realize your disguise self is almost run its course in terms of the spell duration. Get out of the spell slot. At some okay. point... Valravin, you can finally join the others. You are way separated, but the area seems to be clear of danger. Okay. So, I, yeah, I was, I was running through endless hallways, guys. Basically. <laughs> For hours. <laughs> I've made it, folks. All right, well, if Valravin, if Valravin was there, and I've been holding my tongue this whole time because Valravin wasn't there. At some point, you probably make it towards the end when that's happening, basically. What's happening? When the zombie plant Celeste is like leaving with the that's probably the thing that you see, which has gotta be fucking crazy for you. Because you just see this mushroom person leaving down this tunnel with a train of little quaggeth spore zombies, and then all of a sudden Celeste is like one of them, like covered in the fungal growth and just shuffling along. Okay. <laughs> well, Valravin is at least aware that out in the world, outside of here, there is the ability to to raise people, right? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, can Valravin converse with this spore creature? If you grab its attention, it will probably attempt to... The, the psychic, the yeah. psychic thing? Um... All right, Varavin will attempt to communicate with this with this spore monster creature after he understands the situation. Mm -hmm. Its name is Celeste, and <laughs> it doesn't care. <laughs> uh, dear creature of the Mushroom Nation, such as it is... It's the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> the Mushroom Kingdom, yes, of course. <laughs> um, This body which you have so generously infested with your zombifying spores is in fact needed within the living domain to ensure that creatures such as the ones that enslaved you and your own cadre here do not do so again would it be possible that this animated corpse that you have created here could be uh, bequeathed to us so that we may animate it to someone that might uh, 
make it living again, so that it may prevent the sort of damage that happened to you from happening to anyone else. <laughs> You're not sure I understood half of what you just said. <laughs> but it does seem to understand the fact that you would rather have this... Um, husk? This husk <laughs> with... This with, fucking zombie? Yeah, <laughs> with you. <laughs> and uh, the creature says, um, Yes, please spread our love of each other and non-violence. And she's what Celeste was all about in her living life, <laughs> so right. surely we'll do such. Um, spores, uh, different colored spores drift over you, Paul Robin, and um, only Celeste's body seems to turn around and notice you and just shuffle towards you. Alright, so <laughs> Paul Robin will pat her shoulder, absentmindedly hold out his flask to her. <laughs> when she doesn't take this it because she's a fucking zombie. <laughs> this is the end of the, dawn, the the Shaun of the Dead where his best friend <laughs> his best friend's a zombie and he's, he's got the controller and he's like, hey man, he's like, ah. <laughs> he'll, uh, he'll put his arm around her shoulder and say, oh, come on, my dear, you will, we'll, we'll get you better, don't worry. <laughs> This is a minor setback, isn't it? Just a minor setback. Nothing to be worried about. Yeah. Um. So, and we are going a little bit over, but we did start very late. Um. So this situation, I'm gonna dole out some loot for you guys. No, we did get access to the vault, though. That, we did get access about. to the vault. Okay. Okay. Yes. So. We still have a wizard who needs a spell book. You still have a wizard. You do find her spell book. Uh, which you could give to her. You also find two more items that was stolen from her. Now, you technically um, could absolutely demand them. Um, from her, you find that what that she recognizes as her uh, bracers of defense and a wand of magic missiles. Identifies those as the two items they took from her and and the spellbook. She demands the spellbook back, but she says as payment or as reward for rescuing her, if you guys want to take those other two, she's willing to give them up. I think that's fair. You also find start itemi itemizing this shit. Uh, three hundred fifty gold pieces, a gold oh, a gold yeah. mask shaped like a male drow. Uh, I don't remember if I'm telling you guys what how much things are worth or not. I don't remember <laughs> if it's just leaving it up to you guys to try to figure it out. Um, a silver chalice shaped like a spider and inlaid with eight obsidian eyes. An amber headdress set Hold with... On. <laughs> I can copy and paste this for you, I guess. Uh, you can do that, yeah. Be the nice thing to do. An amber headdress set with three... All right, I have the, <laughs> the monetary value in there. Oh, well. Amber headdress set with three large purple pearls. It looks worth very expensive. Um, and then you find additional magic items. These all look like they came from the Underdark, by the way. Hmm. Find a wand of web. And something called a... Uwafwi? I don't know how to pronounce this. 
But essentially a cloak of elven kind that oh, boy. cannot be exposed to sunlight. And... It cannot be exposed to sunlight? Well, it says specifically if it's exposed, it loses its magic exposed to sunlight for one hour without interruption. Oh. Um, you find... Or... Or no, sorry, you don't find that because you didn't actually kill any of those guys. Um, oh, the... I, you can identify the gauntlet, the crown, and Edmund, that mechanical arm you found like three sessions ago. And we'll try to figure out the timing of how you guys are going to get a, hopefully, a long rest. It's up to you guys on how you want to handle this dragon. Because you do note that it is going to be probably escaping soon. And it is programmed to go after 10 towns. And you recall even the route that it was supposed to take. You're not sure how long it would take. You also know that you would have to, you know, you can travel in a covered wagon. So maybe you could try to get, by going on shifts, get some kind of rest schedule up while you're traveling. Or do something in that way. She does nothing until she receives a long rest. Yeah, so I'm trying to give you guys a long rest, basically, but also be aware that there is a time factor here. The Shardolin... Save half. Yeah. The Shardolin Gauntlet is a wondrous item that requires attunement. Uh, if you're attuned to it, you have disadvantage while wielding any weapon. Using the Gauntlet Hand due to its claw design as an action, you can make a ranged attack using the Gauntlet against a creature you can see up to 120 feet. You are proficient with this weapon, and it uses your Charisma modifier for attack rolls. The damage is 1d10. But on a miss, you have to make a DC 10 Charisma saving throw or suffer a form of short-term madness till the end of your next turn. The Gauntlet can also be used as a clawed weapon. A base damage of 1d4. Oh. So essentially, you get Zardarox... Uh, blast and the crown you get the psychic retribution requires attunement the crown has a number of charges equal to your proficiency bonus as a reaction after taking damage by a creature you can see within 60 feet you can expend a charge and focus your thoughts the creature who damaged you must make a dc 15 wisdom saving throw it takes 2d10 psychic damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one you can choose to spend additional charges to increase the damage by 1d10 per charge spent However, if the target succeeds on the save, you must succeed on a DC 10 Charisma saving throw or become temporarily driven mad by the crown. You must then spend your next action before moving to attack another creature other than yourself that's within reach if available. Crown regains all charges after a long rest. Finally, Edmund. Yeah. I'm very proud of this one. <laughs> the prototype mechanical arm. <laughs> Terminator arm. Looks perfect. Yeah. Spaghetti armor is made by Dwerger Bioengineers to provide enhanced abilities and limb replacement. To properly attune to it, this mechanical arm must replace one of your own. While attuned to it, you gain plus one to armor, to AC. You can also use a bonus action to transfer the arm into a blade, an arm cannon, or back into arm mode. Arm mode, you have advantage on grapple checks, climbing checks, and lockpicking checks, and you may use your intelligence modifier in place of the normal attribute. In blade mode, the arm becomes a melee weapon that you are proficient in. With a base damage of 1d6 and a reach of 5 feet, you may use your intelligence modifier for attack and damage rolls and gain a plus 1 bonus to attack and damage. While in blade mode, you have disadvantage to any arm-based skill checks, such as grappling or climbing. In cannon mode, you can begin charging the arm cannon as an action. You must maintain concentration while charging, as if concentrating on a spell, 
or else the charge ends and nothing happens. If you're still charging at the end of the combat round, a beam of energy 100 feet long and 5 feet wide blasts out of the cannon in a direction you choose. Each creature in the line must make a deck saving throw, taking 8d6 lightning damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. While in cannon mode, you have disadvantage to any arm-based skill checks such as grappling or climbing. You can charge the arm cannon a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus per long rest. There's a limit. Damn. <laughs> yeah, there's, I had to limit that one a little bit. <laughs> but that is your glorious reward for a well-done RP job throughout the entire Sunblight scenario. If, if you want, after Frey gets her long rest and wakes up again, she'll help you cut off one of your arms to put this mechanical arm in. But well, one of my arms is already mechanical. Yeah. So two mechanical arms. Yeah, Frey still offers. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'll just cut the other one arm. I'm like, no, no, I'm okay. sure. I mean, wouldn't two mechanical arms be better? <laughs> well, my old mechanical arm is up for a uh, sale, you know. <laughs> That's right. That is 70 gold per person, in case everyone wants to enter it. Which, by the way, Valravid is keeping Celeste. <laughs> share of gold for her <laughs> when she is able to collect it. Uh. <laughs> so that is a lot of magic items sure uh, and loot to divvy up. You guys, uh, we could probably deal with that next time since it is getting a little bit late. Um, like yeah, so I assume you guys just want to Chase after the, do you, do you want to just long rest here? Do you want to work out? Like, just let me know so I know timing-wise how to react to that. Do we know that the dragon's got gotten out? It has not gotten out or... at the moment, but I mean, like, combat just ended. Like, no time has basically passed at the, at the right at this moment. I don't know. I feel like if, if, if we... If I mean, we... The, the, the gates are closed, but I know at least um, you guys left one Dwerger up there. So you'd have to, Thimbleweed did tell somebody to come up there and, you know, stop him. So hopefully that's taken care of. But you also know that even though the gates are closed, that isn't going to permanently stop the dragon. It will eventually escape. But you hope it does, that that does slow it down. Okay. So all it's really doing is slowing us down right now. Yeah. So maybe we try to get ahead of where it's going to be? Getting our wagon and right off towards its 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 first destination. So I mean, we just save half the town. We go to the uh, the second half. The so, yeah, the second, the second town. Just let let us yeah, let it uh, spend some time on the whatever its first thing is. So this is the flight path that you found like four or five sessions ago. <laughs> We just if we just take our our wagon and just ride straight for Dugan's hole there. If we get there before the dragon, great. If we don't, then we can just keep riding, I guess. Sounds good. Yeah, and as as I think Eric, you said like we could try to like long rest during that In journey. In shifts. Well, yeah, while we're while we're traveling, you could try. Um, I'd have to recalculate and see how long it takes to. Uh travel versus you know the hours of a long rest but we're definitely not fighting a dragon before we all have a long rest yeah that. well that's what i'm saying do you actually want to go to the like first one it's going to be at or do you want to try to stagger and just say like look we need a long rest maybe we should go somewhere else first or do something 
that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, because you guys do try to go exactly like where it's going to be, then the timing's going to be real rough for you. I, mean, I don't know where I, else we I'm go. I'm telling you right now, Frey will not wake up until she has a long rest. I mean, you're literally, you literally will not. I'm wake literally up unconscious. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. wake up until I've had a long rest. Yeah, so timing-wise, you guys may have to actually stay here for a little bit, for a couple hours yeah. and rest up. Yeah, I don't know who uh, who cares, but, you know, the first two towns could go. I mean, uh, yeah, at this point, we're kind of limited by, yeah, our capabilities, so, yes. Yeah, those of you that are from Icewind Dale or have read the brochure know that Dugan's Hole is just a shithole podunk, like, there's barely anybody <laughs> there. That's that's what the brochure says, too, so they're they're coloring it real nice. And you all are familiar with good mead and their situation. We'll find some spore dust to feed to Celeste while we wait. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're we're yeah. We we've got to we've got to rest. Okay. We've got to rest before we actually engage with the thing. So yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll work out timing at some point. But also, you guys level up for next time. Oh. Ooh. Level so up. Need that long rest. You level up to six. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm trying to time it. Like I got to do long rest, but there's kind of a timing thing. Um, all right, real quick before we end it, MVPC pulls a tie between Frey and Edmund, so I need the two of you to give me a D20 off. So we see our winner, winner, chicken dinner. Lord knows you guys need some healing potions again. We, we're, run, yeah, we use them all. Does my lucky this. count for this? <laughs> if you roll a one. <laughs> yeah. you want it, yeah. I doubt it. All right. That's useless. I can't eat that. I can't eat that. I can't drink this. Everybody wants the. I should just have it all be healing potions now. Edmund's final. Uh, it's appropriate. Edmund's final run as Prince Darth. We, we assume he's gonna go back to Edmund once, we, once we're on the couch. Uh, tip of the cap to Celeste, our first ever legit player character death. That is in yeah. like six. <laughs> Years of playing D and D, by the way, and fucking Heather got close too. Holy shit! Yeah, uh, that was terrible. We're that gonna we're gonna have to rolls. the rules, the fucking the rules, man. We're gonna have to do some discussion about what we want to do <laughs> going forward because <laughs> this is a we're a new ground for yeah for us for sure. We just we just gotta find a Obviously, priest and someone who can like revivify the dead. Right? Yeah, you gotta roll that first spell scroll. Maybe it's revivify. <laughs> I don't know. Probably, yeah, probably not. not. <laughs> probably not. I don't know. What... How do you roll that I first mean, level spell she scroll? She is a animated zombie at the moment, so that's a, that's, a, that's a bit of a debuff, I gotta say. Probably. Yeah. At least we don't have to carry. <laughs> that's true. In fact, I'm sure she can carry a lot right now. Alright, I think that will do it for this week's session. Well, didn't that mean I have to roll for a scroll? Still hasn't taken it. Oh yeah, I, do you not have a thing to roll that? You have oh, a button I for thought that? I just picked it later. Oh yeah, oh, you gotta, I see. Yeah, there's a little button you gotta roll. Yes, go ahead, uh, Rochelle. So here's the thing. So I was still like large or huge or whatever size I was when I died because of like a spell or whatever. But because I just died in that form, is my giant zombie plant that is body huge forever i think we determined that when you go unconscious the the growth wore off (laughs) back to normal size for you and frey 
All right, that will do it for this week's session of Rhyme of the Frostmane. Thank you to Chris, Heather, Rochelle, Raymond, and Reese for playing. Thank you to our wonderful fans for watching. Thank you to the patrons. Shout out to Platinum patrons, Joe, Will, Tiny Dancer, Christopher, Thomas, Adam, Stan, Nathan, Alex, William, I'm Loud, Al, Furkan, Kyle, and Skelenia. And gold patrons, RPG, Papercrafts, Pretty Boy, and Yuma, Marcus, Dead Lizard, Lounge, Sam, Lumpy Spuds, Jerome, Blood Angel, Veronis, Baboon, Baboon, Nathan, Fasica, Tortoise, James, and Genocider. Thank you all very much for your support. We're live streaming our D&D adventures every week. We will see you next time. Happy music. Zombified's <coughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You're gonna make some priest very rich if you can <laughs> well, find we one. A very expensive amber headdress we can use to pay for it. Yeah, right? exactly. We got yeah. <laughs>